What's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to the latest episode of It's Your World Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Brown, Dane Allen, Big Buckets Brown, <laughs> any other weird-ass nickname I can come up with. Um, glad y'all checked out last week's show. Ramey is doing big things, and she has been on a journey that, um, man... I got to give her a whole lot of credit. I mean, she made some changes to her entire lifestyle. And, like, that's that's hard to do, man, because so many people think, like, you can't do that. You can't live. You can't be young and enjoy yourself. And I'm like, man, she just had her birthday last week. Happy birthday, Ramey. And, um, yeah, man, like, I was just happy to be able to sit down with her and talk to her and really get a feel for the things that she's been doing and the changes she made to her life and how she wants to help influence people and their families to live a more health conscious lifestyle. Like, man, like congratulations on that and keep doing your thing, Ramey. Um, but this week, something new. It's a different type of show only because this guy's not really a creative. He's more so someone that um, I think is an entrepreneur. I mean, Steve is a former athlete. He played football at uh, Bowling Green, and he's going into this whole realm of real estate and internet marketing and doing really things. Like, I don't. I want to say motivational speakers. He's, he's, he's sounding real motivational in this episode, but he's somebody that I think I wanted to have on the show just to let explain and sh- not not only not only show but explain what he's doing right now. I know if you guys actually follow him on Instagram right now, you see a lot of the things that he's got going on. He's always got something where he's teaching, he's he's providing people with information on building a real estate um, portfolio and really doing a lot of investment type of things. And I, and I wanted to have him on just to give you guys a rundown of what he really does. Um, we also talk about, again, like I said at the beginning, building generational wealth. You know, finding a way to make money in your sleep. Now, when he said that to me, I've heard that so many times, but I never heard somebody that close, this close to me, that said it to me, and I was just like, okay, well, he's on to something because he's already got his first investment property, and and, and he's doing things like that. Um, and we talk about him growing up in Chicago, making it through um, the adversity that we do as kids from the inner city, and then going to a culture shock where you're in rural Ohio, trying to figure shit out. And, like, how that translated to him, you know, transitioning from being a college athlete, getting all this praise and the accolades and all this exposure to being a regular person, sometimes in the same year, you know, um, different things like that. It was just really, it was really um, a great experience to sit down with him, one, and I enjoyed it, one, because this is some stuff that he and I had talked about maybe two or three years ago. And when you sit down with someone and you're having these discussions and you're talking about what you're going to do and when you're going to do it and all that stuff, and you really put it in motion, you can't ask for much more other than to sit down and have this person lay out to you everything that they've done, everything they put together, give you more information on it. And then, not to mention, like I said, he's expounding on the ideas that we discussed almost two or three summers ago. It's crazy. But I'm not going to hold y'all up. Make sure you subscribe and review. Um, Like the Facebook page. Like us on Instagram. Tell a friend. Subscribe and review. Do what you do. That rhyme. I didn't mean to do that. But here's the episode, guys. Thanks for checking it out. Um, I'll be talking to you guys later.
it. That's yeah. how it works. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, I just wanted to have you on, bro, because you're totally different, like lane than a lot of people I had on so far. And I feel like it's important to get people early on in their journey. Absolutely. So one thing I can Absolutely. do is kind of like revisit, you know, maybe a year. Yeah, six to eight months later. Yeah, like, yeah. it's gonna be you different. See the change <laughs> for real. It better for real. be different. Or I ain't doing, I'm not doing the right work. thing. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, man. Like you know, real estate. I didn't see you coaching. Mm-hmm. I didn't see you teaching a real Absolutely. estate thing. You always got something new that you're working on. Like, what are you doing right now, man? Um, right now, obviously, um, <clears throat> the main thing is like let's just go back to the ultimate goal. Um, more so because it's me personally about, you know, building wealth for my family, um, which that gears and that drives me every single day. Mm-hmm. So my ultimate goal is to, you know, for me to be the last, you know, Dunlap, the last, the lineage of my family to become up broke. Um, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> You know what I mean? That's like the goal, right? Like, so um, I got a, a plan for you know, I'm not playing for today, and I tell people all the time, like mm. you know, I don't play for right now. You know, I'm playing for a hundred years from today. You Thinking know what I'm saying? Um, my great great grandkids are gonna be grateful for what I put, the work that I put in. That's you right. know, on these days, and I'm here. So, um, the ultimate goal is building wealth for my family and the people that surround me, and also showing that you know, a young black dude from you know South Side of the city, mm-hmm. you know, could come up and do whatever you want to do. So. With that, um, I found, you know, income streams that's that's lucrative, that's, you know, that could be passed on, that could build a residual income, you know, that I could pass on to my family, which, like, that, that matches the goal. So, um, of course, real estate uh, started with, you know, flipping houses, but I learned from that that when I stopped, the money stopped, wow. right, which, you know, it's good to... It's good to get the, a lump sum of money, but if if I'm aligned properly with my goal and where I'm trying to get to, um, I got to think more residual, right? right? I got to think more residual. So um, I kind of made a transition from, you know, flipping houses to now rental properties, mm. um, really building a portfolio uh, for myself and for my family, for my kids, and you know, making sure that that's that's in play. Um, not only that, I started a new company. I'm also a network marketer. Mm-hmm. Uh, business of the 21st century, you know. Any Anybody, you know, it got big endorsements from the, the greats. You know, Robert Kiyosaki uh, endorsed network marketing. Uh, some, some Tony Robbins, you know, he endorsed network marketing. Uh, you know, Jim Rohn. It's a lot of wealthy people with guys way smarter than me, got way more money than <laughs> me. Real. That's that's endorsed the industry, um, and I had to for myself take a closer look. I'm a businessman at the end of the day, you know. So I, I analyze business and what makes sense, you know. Right. Residual is the key, you know. Leverage. Anybody, you always it's all about leverage. So now I'm looking for anything that I could leverage, any business that I could leverage, mm-hmm. anything that I could work, put a lot of work in in the beginning, and then let it let it just go from there, right? Um, it's 24 hours in a day, 168 hours in a week, and if you don't find a way to make money in your sleep, you're going to work till you die. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and this this is an example of, you know, we sitting here doing this podcast right now, but this is a, a this could come into a residual stream, right. you know, um, that the, the way the podcast industry work is passive income, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, over time. So, that's, that's my key. I want to teach people 
how to build passive streams. That's the way we build wealth by leveraging. We're not gonna build wealth by being at, at a job eight hours a day. Man, I feel like that's something <laughs> that they don't teach you that. Like when you're in school, it's nah. like all right, get good grades, graduate, yeah. go to high school, cool, yeah. go to college. Well, what the fuck do I do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After that, right? Um, they, they they don't teach you that, you know, because everybody's not supposed to know. You know, you know, it's it's you know, people say that all the time, like, why don't you teach, teach business or finance or stuff like that in high school? Because really, they're teaching us how to be employees. I would say they need workers. Absolutely, that's the way you know America is ran. That's the way. That's why we, you know, the biggest country, you know, one of the richest countries. It is. It's not because of the the rich. It's because of the workers. True. That support <laughs> the rich people. Exactly. And the poor people don't really have any say in what goes Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like that's one thing that um, I didn't even think we were going to talk about. But at the same <laughs> time, it's like you mentioned earlier about the family aspect of everything mm-hmm. like that. You know, how was that? Like, wh- what was that shift? What was that? What did you see growing up, or what what was instilled in you growing up to make you think like, man, I need to be trying to figure this out because we come from the south side. Yeah, you go do what you see other people do. Absolutely. And both of us being former athletes, one, yeah. and then also being in the hood, you see the dope boys and everything yeah. like that. But you took that sacrifice and said, oh, I'm gonna take ball, I'm gonna play ball and take that route. Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of stuff did you see that make you think like, man, this is something I need to be really worried about, as opposed to as you mentioned earlier as well. Just taking that one avenue and saying, I'm just going to focus on sports. Right. Uh, I think for me, man, what, what really happened growing up, it was like, uh, I always wanted to be, like, rich. Like, I ain't going to hold you <laughs> That's up. That's real. No. <laughs> like, I always wanted to be That's wealthy. That's I always wanted to be rich. I mean, it was a disconnect for me because I didn't have it. We didn't have it. But people had it. Yeah. You know, people had it. So it's like, yo, people have... Big houses, people, you know, live good. People, you know, they have great Christmas, you mm-hmm. know, great, you know, great birthdays and, you know, go on family vacations and, like, people had that lifestyle. And as a kid, you know, I, I remember, you know, my dad would, um, we would leave our neighborhood and we would just get in a car and it'd be go like summertime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we just drive through, like. Dope neighborhoods, you know. He, I remember one time he took us where Michael Jordan lived, you know, Man. in the back back in the nineties when Mike was on the Bulls, and you know, coming up, you know Michael Jordan, and you go to the neighborhood where he, he lived, lived in. Don't look shit like you. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like wow, but you know, it's like, but everybody that's in his neighborhood is not Michael Jordan. True, and you, and that's the thing that <laughs> I ain't figured that out until after like yeah. some point in time, like maybe in the college, yeah, you, like, and you see. Damn, like, man, it's athletes that live in this neighborhood. Like you said, everybody not doing that. Exactly. I remember meeting a kid. His dad wrote a book. And I think it was like a a, a book like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but mm-hmm. it wasn't that exactly. Mm-hmm. And I went to their crib. They got a helicopter pad yeah. in the backyard. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, so you can live like this and, not, and not have to use your body. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's still, and the funny thing is that's still a... Uh, I guess a reality check for me. I was just in LA and riding through Beverly Hills, you know, just seeing it. But yeah, and it's like yeah, there's there's actors and actresses and ball players is here, but there's also like dudes that you don't even know that's living in amongst all these people as Mm -hmm. well, you know. And I and I think like me growing up, I was always curious on how they got it. You know, how did they, how, what situations, what did they know that, because the only thing that separates all people is knowledge. And 
information, knowledge, <laughs> opportunities. Um, but the number one thing is knowledge. If you could go find out the information, the how to, and you could put your hustle towards it, you could get it. Mm-hmm. You know, they knew something that we didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really? Like the dude that lived in the, the you know, 20,000 square foot, he knew something that my parents didn't that right. lived in 1,100 square foot. Like, you know, they knew, they knew something and they had better opportunities or better, you know, but the playing field wasn't level because of knowledge sometimes, you know, of course other, you know, standards, but we ain't got to go there, I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's a given, but that's one thing that this show is about, to not only recognize that those issues are there, yeah. but to also show how people, you know, somebody that is successful, and they did experience that shit. Absolutely. You know, the systemic racism, cultural differences, sure. and all that shit. It's just like, one, I would say, being an athlete, one, from where we from, yeah. you are looked at, you, you come in, people see you like, oh, well, he ain't really on nothing like that. He right. ain't really trying to learn. So he just here to play, play ball. ball. It's yeah. like, is that really what I'm on or is mm-hmm. that what you think I'm about? Mm-hmm. That preconceived notion. Absolutely. What was it like, you know, defeating those odds to begin with, too? Um, I always use sports as a, as a you know, as a motivator, number one. Mm-hmm. I think sports is amazing, right? Like, I think sports are amazing. Uh, if anybody don't know my day job, you know, I got a day job. You know, I'm an athletic director at a high school. Um, so I'm always pushing kids to play right. sports, you know. And I think sports are amazing, and you, you, if you use it in the right way, right? Like, I used it as a motivator, and I ask, tell kids all the time, use this to motivate you to get where you're trying to go. Yeah. Um, to come up, like, people going to have, you know, they, they uh, train, I mean, whatever they want to believe about you, they're going to have that anyway, <laughs> right. right? Like, whether you play sports or you're a nerd or you, you know, you black, you white, you, you know, you Mexican, if you got long hair, dark eyes, like, <laughs> you know. Matter. People gonna have something that they gonna say is this, this is the reason why you like this. Right. Um, we use sports, you know. I know sports got you a college scholarship. You know, True. sports got me in the college. It's like, yo, I don't think I would have made it without it. Like, you know, That's I don't real. think I would have. I I needed to sit at those tables that I could sit at now, mm-hmm. and the only way that I was gonna be able to sit there is when because of ball. athletics. And I think that's a really important thing. I was actually a while back talking to like a. A guidance counselor on Twitter is mm-hmm. like, when you talking to these kids, are you telling them like, hey man, this shit ain't gonna be forever. Just right. so you know, no matter if you go to the league yeah. or whatever sport, yeah. whatever sport, respective sport you play, aside from like, what base maybe baseball you can mm-hmm. play that for a super long mm-hmm. time. This shit's gonna end at some, at point, some point in time. But you have to also promote both ideas. Yeah, it can, it can work out for you, and it won't work out for you. Absolutely, and you need to have that like. Um, Plan B, mm-hmm. but the plan B needs to be the plan A. Absolutely, <laughs> just working absolutely, together. absolutely. And, and athletics is a is a thing like that. Um, from when you first start, though, it teaches you. You know, it teaches you life, really? especially if you play football. Man, dog, it, it's so hard to convey <laughs> that message to people. And yeah, because like, it's it's like the things that we being a college athlete. You know, we both play D one ball, and it's like the discipline, the responsibility. Uh, the accountability that you had to have, the mm-hmm. workload that you had on your back, the amount of hustle, the amount of time that you put in just to play one game, twelve games throughout God. a year, but Y'all you work all year believe. long. Right, you I know? didn't like traveling because yeah, of yeah. football at first. Yeah. It's like, why y'all like traveling? Because like, every time I had to travel, it was like a business trip. All every. the time. All the time. <laughs> you intense the entire time, living out of a bag. Man, <laughs> like, I, I hated I hated Saturday night games. <laughs> 
in college. That was the worst. You gotta wait the whole day. Day, yeah, to get ready for the game. Like that was the worst. But you, you're right, man. It's that that mindset is why sports are good um, because you can learn that as a kid. Mm-hmm. And if even if you don't make it to that college level, you know that same. You got good coaches and good people around. Those same principles that I learned from athletics is what drives me. In business, you know, honestly, like my competitive nature, every my my will not to give up, not yeah. to quit, um, to keep going, you know, to to work, 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 and not see a payment is the same thing that you do with sports. You go to practice, 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 <laughs> practice all summer, and a game is not until August. We've been practicing since February. <laughs> We've been putting in this work since then, but this we don't play. You don't get the payday until, you know, it's like, but that, those principles and the things that I've learned um, and that way of living has propelled me to who I am today. And it's like, when I need to gut check myself, it's like, yo, I remember putting in work, you know, lifting weights and running in 95 degree weather, sweating and like, now all I got to do is make a few phone calls or, you Send know. A few emails. Right, like, it's you know, it's, it's, and it's like, how can I? And I always test myself or push myself to get back into that discipline that I had when it's, I played athletics. Is that so hard for you? It's or? the hardest thing to do. <laughs> but that little, but I had it though, and so the, which like most people never had any type of discipline True. in their life. But to have that that structure and that discipline that we had to have to be successful in sports, um, I always try to channel back into that to mm-hmm. you know to within everything that I do, um, and it's tough, but. When I get it for when I get it, I can't say like I have it all the time, like I ain't a really? robot, you know what I'm saying? But when I get it and I'm in that groove and I'm in that in that zone, like I was preparing for sports, uh, it's a beautiful thing when you put it towards business. I tell athletes all the time, dude, if you make it to the college level in, in any sport, dude, you could be w- very successful in business. In life. In that life. Was, was take, take those same principles and put it towards any business. Those same ground principles that you had coming up as an athlete, put it towards business, and it, it could it could it could skyrocket your whole life, your whole situation. You know, um, I truly believe in in that. I believe in athletics. I believe in the the uh, the transition mm-hmm. from sports until life is hard for us. Um, so why we, do you say that? It's tough, man. Think about it like this. I, I can only I can only equate it to being a college athlete. Like don't like you know I don't want people to listen to this and like yo high school like you high school all American or whatever. But I'm thinking like when you play at the highest level of sports, right? Mm-hmm. Division one sports or even D two D three whatever you at. Um, if you're a college athlete, the amount of I guess I don't want to call it privilege, but it, it's just the amount of clout of you know yeah, or. That's true. You know, the love that you get from your school, the people around you, the way, you know, we used to have to pay for Gatorade. You know what I mean? Nowadays, I'm, I'm, I'm buying Gatorade, like, nowadays. Like, yo, I remember I used to get Gatorade. I used to have too many Gatorades, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like Gatorades, Gatorade packs. I remember I didn't have to pay for nothing in college. Right. It's like, you take those type of things for granted. Um, but that transition from the, the field to having playing in front of thousands of people on a on a Saturday afternoon to now, you know, you sit in an office in front of your computer, like, you know, in the, in the, probably the same year, right? In the same year almost, <laughs> okay. right? Like like it's like, yo, I just was I just was at Boise playing against Boise now, you know, 
talking to some kids about like or talking to you know on a sending emails. Doing it's, work. We're at a job. It's just, that transition could be tough um, because you come from a place of so high. You're so priority to everybody around you, to mm-hmm. your coaches, to the school, to your girlfriend, to you know, all my boyfriend plays for you know so and so, so and so. It's like you come from a high level down to like we all the same. That's real. (laughs) That's the thing that I would try to tell kids when I was in school. It's like, y'all see one aspect of this. Like, on one episode, I was talking with uh, Arthur Ray. Okay. And it was like, I don't know if this resonates with you, but I felt like being a college ball player was the most visible, invisible thing I could have ever done. Absolutely. (laughs) For sure. Because they only seen seen the gluts and the glory from the outside. And then, but they didn't see the work that we put in. They really? didn't see the struggles that we had. They didn't see the politics that we went through. Man. They didn't see the the, the crying because you know that <laughs> you, you had to go through man, bro, I was go, dealing with bogus coaches, coaches and just... you know it's not not things not being fair. That part of the business makes you. I mean, that part of the college experience makes you a man too. I remember, man, my first my first camp. At Bowling Green, um, I was ready to go home. I called mom. Everybody like, be ready to like, go I'm home. Ready, I'm, like, I'm coming back to the shop. <laughs> I ain't dealing with none of these country people, man. These coaches, man. Like culture shock. Coming from the south side of Chicago to Bowling Green, Ohio, uh, definitely a culture shock. You know, and, and I wasn't. I wasn't. The city doesn't prepare you for that. You know. I think the city. <laughs> the city prepares you for. In a totally different way. Yeah, mentally. Yeah, you be ready, but it's just like, what's the difference in dealing with a coach who don't want to play you mm-hmm. just because he don't like you? Then you're not going down one street because you know niggas going to try to fuck you up. You're right, right. For no reason. But I guess I guess the difference, you know, what I would say is like we understood, like growing up in the hood, you kind of understand that like your moves is kind of life and death. Every day. Every day. And what that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like, you know, so you have to be very cautious and, you know, uh, aware of your surroundings mm-hmm. and what's going on around you. And you get to it. And I, I guess I came from a place like, yo, I just came out of that. And y'all telling me, you know, like, you know, don't don't pull your pants up and like, you know, don't act like it's just like, yo, dude, come on, man. It's, I've been through more than half of everybody. You, you coach. Right. You can't under, you don't understand my, my life. That's right. True. Uh, you just know me because I could play ball good, like you know. But you don't understand the, the 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 where we come from, and the culture. You know, the culture was was different uh, when I first got to BG. You know, it kind of switched up over the years, but mm-hmm. it was a culture shock for me. You know, dealing with dealing with what you just said. You know, coaches just don't like you, man. Not uh, giving you your and I and I always come from a place of like yo, just give me my just do. But like that's all I want. But like, don't sometimes give me, it ain't go cold. Right. Don't give me. I don't want nothing extra. I don't need nothing. Give extra. me the opportunity and I'll take advantage yeah, of the opportunity. Absolutely. Give me. I never want nobody to hand me anything. Just give me what I earn. Right. Mm-hmm. Give me. Give me what I earn, and then we could always be good. I'm never gonna ask for something that I didn't earn. I could always look myself in the mirror and say like, look. You ain't put the work in to get it, but if I put the work in and I earned it, I need that. Yeah, that's and, true. And if I don't get that, then that's like a total slap in the face, you know. But what is it about the business aspect of things, and then how easy is it to make that correlation between two? It's like, okay, well, I might not get this uh, property or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, oh shit, I got beat out by somebody else, but I know I did what I was supposed to do. Yeah. You know, how, how do you deal with that? Um, it's again that man. That just that the competitive side of it is like, um. Short memory. 
If I can just get it down to sports, man, it's gotta you gotta be short. You gotta have a short memory. So it's like, yo, I sometimes you lose. Man, I lost a lot. Yeah, actually. right, right. Like sometimes you prepare, you prepare, you prepare, you prepare. You do all the right things, and you still get your ass whooped. That's true. And that's how life works. But if you the thing about it is though, if you keep playing, you're gonna eventually win. win. So yeah. if I if I keep going, I just knew that I wasn't gonna quit. Really? That's all. It's like, yo, I know it's going it's not it's never if, it's just when. Win. It's never if it's when. So long as you keep going, you know, that whatever thing that you chasing, whatever you know you're trying to get after, it's gonna come. It's not if it's gonna come if you consistently putting the work in. Um I don't, it's chop wood, right? And carry water. It's like, listen, you know, like we gonna we gonna hit this tree one time a day. At one day same, it's gonna fall at down. At the same time, every yeah. single day. Basically, that's what it is. Boom, we gonna <laughs> hit it one time a day. But you know, one of those strokes is gonna be the stroke that's gonna knock the money tree down. And I guess that's not, that that instilled in me. Um, I learned a lot from real estate. You know, I've learned a lot. You know, I was down, I was leased down for months, you know, over $100,000 in debt, you know, down, you know, down. Like, you know, I never tell one side of the story. I could tell people how good it is, but I'll be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do you no justice if I didn't tell you how bad it is, right? I was down for months, you know, over a hundred grand, uh, stressed, you know, <laughs> like dealing with real stress, like, you know, you, you got... You got, I got, you got money tied up for so long. You got relationships this busting you in the head. They mad, people mad. Like they, everybody's ready. You know, it's a lot of things that goes into part of that. You're dealing with a lot of moving pieces in real estate as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I kind of was always used to having control of my situation. You know, and being able to. Like if it's all on me, I can make it happen. You can count on yourself. Exactly, but in that type of, in, in real estate, there's so many different people that have to do the right thing um, for you to be for you to even be successful. And you the one that got the most skin in the game, mm-hmm. which is could bother you if you if you not you know align properly with your mind and you know with yourself because that was one of the things that bothered me. It's like yo, I'm doing everything right, but I gotta deal with people that it's not like me, right? Yeah. And you gotta sometimes you just just say okay, let's make it work though. You gotta make it work. Um, real estate taught me that it taught me patience mm. for sure. Um, it taught me to how to be resilient. It taught me how to keep getting up after getting knocked down every day. Man, I could tell you stories, man. I remember we was, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. We that's was, what it's for. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. Gonna say, take me on the trip of your first investment. Yeah, like, I remember we was. Um, we had the we had our house under contract. Um, somebody actually broke into our one of the houses that we finished up, stole like our refrigerator, stole our uh, stole our stove, stole our microwave, all of these stainless steel appliances that we spent you know some couple thousands for. And the house was under contract, and I just remember in that day that it was stolen, the people that had the house under contract was going to see the house. Wow. So you can imagine, you can imagine the call that I got from my realtor. They like, you know, somebody broke in the house and took all the stuff. You know, it's like heart drop. You know, that's money. That's I had a contract on the lost the contract. 
you know, lost out on the things, and then it's like a major setback, you know, a major setback. So it's like those type of things, but what you going to do, right? We was we didn't have no more money left. What you going to do, though? You going to quit? You going to throw the towel in? Right. You going you already $100,000 down. What you going to do, right? So it's like what I, I, I had to figure it out. It put me in a position where I was very vulnerable and like, but still, I gotta, you know, finish finish out. I gotta, I gotta fix this thing and I gotta get it back right. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, we still gotta put the work in and we still gotta get it sold. Um, so I had to fire contractors in the middle of projects. Um, people stealing money from us. It's it's a it's a it's a game where it's a lot of things that goes on. Behind the scenes, right? Where you you dealing with people that's you know not not necessarily good people, you know. Um, but what you gonna do? What you gonna do? You gonna fold? You gonna go to sleep? You gonna you gonna give up? You gonna quit? So being in that business kind of taught me like, yo, if I keep getting up and if I just keep putting the work in, it's gonna eventually all come through. You know, it's all gonna come through, and that now I got my experience that nobody could take from me. Mm-hmm. I never made the same mistakes twice. Right. You know what I mean? Every time that we did another deal, we got much better. Uh, we learned, and I now I got a wealth of knowledge that I could take, and I could, I could stop doing real estate today, pick it back up ten years from now, and I'll still be a beast. Like you know That's what I right. mean? I'll still be able it's to. A skill you got now. Yeah, yeah. It's I'll still set. be able to get back in the game, and like, I like I know this game. Like you know, I know this game. I've done this game before, um, and I could, I could, you know, have some success with it for sure. I couldn't imagine that, bro. Like, <laughs> how did you? What did you do? Like, what, what was, what, what was the changes? What were the changes that you made when you experienced something like that? Um, a, a lot of things, man. It, just being more tighter with yourself, um, taking care of business like a man, you know, being more tight. I just got tighter. Like everything, I never took anything. I guess in the beginning I was like real, um, Lax. like cool. Like, you know, as a per, like I'm a cool dude. I'm a cool person. Like I don't let too much things get to me. You know, my demeanor is kind of, you know, smooth. So like that demeanor may to some people may take that for granted or take it as a, as a weakness. Um, uh, but I, you know, it's just who I am. You know, um, I, I got real, I got real anal about things after that though. It's like, yo, if I, it, and it probably should, how I should have been in the beginning, uh, but I got real anal. If I seen the slightest thing that gave me a memory of what happened in the past, I would get it corrected fast. Um, um, I probably, when I find my contractor, I had signs in the beginning and I let it go. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, okay, just get right. Like, let's, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. That you would get better, but you know it's just like with any type of relationship. A person saw a flaw; that flaw really exists. So mm-hmm. you gotta kind of really address it as such. And if it's something that you can't deal with, then you gotta let it go. And I learned that it's best to fire people fast or get out of the situation fast and let it linger and wait. And then now I'm in more problems, more debt, losing time because that I can't I, get because back. Because I didn't want to address the situation, right? Or I want to be too cool or give them the benefit of the doubt. In business, there's no benefit of the doubt. I've learned mm-hmm. it's do or don't. You know, it's get it done or don't get it done. If people not getting shit done, then you gotta make you gotta make a move. Um, and and if that's how you that's how you want that's how I wanted to run my business in the sense of like, do what you say you're gonna do. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna say I'm gonna do. And we'll be good. Yeah, you just get shit done together. We gonna stay on point. And and if you can't rock with that, then we can't be partners. 
right? Mm-hmm. And that's just maybe maybe you could be somebody else's partner, but for me, I just need people that's wanting to get the thing done. Let's put this work in. You're going to support me. I'm going to support you. I'm going to have your back. I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do because that's what I like. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, and that's what I learned. Certain people you can't partner with. Some people you can't work with. Uh, everybody not going to match your energy. Everybody not going to respect your time um, or respect their time, you know, <laughs> so more so. So it's like I had to, I had to know who was worthy and who was I worthy of working with. Wow. You know, who was, who, who would make sense for me to partner with, you know, who would make sense for me to do a deal with, um, does that person, you know, can we, can we get things done together? Um, and that, that was big. How was the reaction though? Like when you, because I feel like what you're saying is like, you can do shit with people and that's cool. But mm-hmm. if you continue to let the shit, the little shit go, they go be like, oh, he okay yeah. with that. Yeah. It's like, then you switch it up. But as, you, as long as you instill that into your business culture, I, I, that's what I'm getting from you. Yeah. It's like the business culture starting off. It's like, hey man, this is how it's going to run. This is how it's going to be. If you with it, you with it. If you're not, it's, it's cool. No yeah. hard feelings. I just can't fuck with you. Absolutely. And I think that's the, uh, it taught me to be as like be a, a fucking dog in the beginning. Like like you got to be a dog. Like you have to be so, uh, you know, out out front and say what you mean and say what you want to happen in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because then now I, I learned like if I tell you it, everything up front of what I want done, how we want it done, how we can work together, and you tell me how you work. Let explain to me how you are. Let me know what's your love, you know, connection. What can I like? If you need coffee in the morning, every morning as a contractor, bro, I had a coffee there for you. you. You know what I mean? If you your guys need donuts, like y'all like me to pull up with donuts, and you know, if you need to know that I know you're doing a good job, if you like to hear that motivation, like let me let me know what you need for you to do a good job, and I'll let you know what I need to you know from you. And it's like. When you set those, ba- well, a lot of us, and not even just like a business relationship, but with your your people, family, people. you know, what I mean, kids, you know, your girl, your your husband, you know, with your friends, it's like sometimes we don't want to say what we want, and we start resenting people for it because they're not giving us what we want, but we never kind of told them. Um, I feel like if you any relationship that you go into, and especially if it's like a business or like you know business relationships it's kind of like being married it's kind of like being with your girlfriend you talk to this person every day yeah (laughs) yeah so it's like tell that person exactly what you want if you like your neck rub like tell them you like your neck rub like like if you like you know and if they can't do it if that's not them then that's and it's not gonna work And and then it's fine then it's okay if i let you know all that i want in the beginning and my long list of things that makes me happy, and your long list of things that make you happy, and it's like, yo, I'm not about that. And then it's okay. It's okay to go our separate ways, or it's right. okay to not, you know, work together. It's okay. Like it's fine if, you know, you. I, I like to get up early, but if you the first time you want me to call you is at eleven o'clock a.m., that may not work for me because I'm right. up, you know, five right, o'clock, and I'm hitting your line at five thirty. Like, look. What time we get into the place? Like, you know, like I meet you at Home Depot at 6 a.m., but you telling me you want to get there at 12. Now I got, I have a yeah, thousand things I've done good. before 12 o'clock already, you know? So it's like those are the type of things you want to find out about any type of, you know, business relationship. 
any anything to make it, you know, because co- the ultimate goal is success. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the ultimate goal is nobody wants like you know even the guys that that I couldn't work with, they didn't, they wasn't going into it like they didn't want to uh, be successful. Right. You know, it's just maybe it's just they wanted to be successful the way that they feel like it's going to be yeah, successful. Yeah, yeah, and it just didn't work for me. Yeah. Simple as that. Um, you know, and it just wasn't up to my to what I wanted and how I wanted my business to be ran. That's all, you know. So when we talk about this teaching stuff, man, like yeah. I said, I saw you with the whiteboard behind yeah. you in front of some folks. I'm like, that wasn't staged, was it? Nah, 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 it's a real deal. <laughs> I don't stage it. Um, one one thing my mom always taught me is that you know, to 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 have to have, you got to be out here giving. Mm. Um. You know, and I've I've learned this is my secret. If anybody wanna know my secret, I'm gonna tell you my secret. Is it secret. really a secret? This secret? is really a secret, real it's talk. Secret. This is a secret for me to where my all my success I believe and I and I haven't done shit yet. <laughs> real talk. Like I ain't done shit yet. Like compared to where I'm going, um, I haven't done anything, you know, and I and I I'll never get I probably would never ever arrive. Well, I'll never say I've done something. That's that competitive nature. It's like I'm, it's, I don't really see it as competitive, bro. It's more so like I can't get you looking for the next one. You go be unsatisfied yeah. until you really like. It's like you score that first touchdown. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. that was cool. I need another one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, like it's you. I can't, I can't be content um, ever. I'm, I'm, you know, it's who's any of the greats are never content. Like you know, Jordan wasn't content with four rings. Mm. So you guys say. <laughs> you know, and, he, he, and if he really didn't want six, he probably wanted ten. You know, um, you know Mayweather. You know, probably one of my favorite athletes. He wasn't content with. You know, he, he's worth how many millions? Like, he could have been like most people let the let that type of stuff blind them. Like if he if he let the money blind him, he would have been lost. That's really hard to argue with Floyd, man. But he's <laughs> no. What I'm telling you is that if he ever sat down and got content with where he was at, like forty, forty, win, forty time. wins would have been good. That's true. That's true. Thirty, thirty and 0, 35 and zero would have been bad. straight. That's not bad. No losses is not bad. You know, but what what keeps those type of people going? You know, Steve Jobs. You reach this level, like you're gonna at one point you're gonna strive. You're gonna hit that thing that you was working. Like you know, everybody's gonna hit that thing. What keeps what keeps Diddy still putting in work? Really? What keeps Jay Z still? You know, it's not the money. So it's never about the things that we get, right? Things, it's yeah. never about that because if if that it's people that's been there and made money and like got content with the money and then as soon as they got content they went backwards, or they wasn't great. True. I'm trying to be great. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, trying to man. be one of them legends. That's, and so I, was, I did an interview earlier today and the young lady asked me like, "Man, what's your thing with this?" It's like. I saw our interview once. It was like a round table. It was like Louis C.K., Chris Rock, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, yeah. and Ricky Gervais. Yeah. And I, one thing I took from that is it was like, don't try to be the next such and such. Don't mm-hmm. try to be the black, this yeah. dude, or the white, this dude. Yeah. It's like, be the first you. Be one of the guys. Yeah. I want to be one of those people. They'd be like, hey, man, George, you know, we want you to come and do a little panel talking about Absolutely. comedy and making people laugh. Absolutely. But, to me, like you said, it's not about the money with those guys because it also seems like it's about promoting the culture that they preach, the business culture that you're mm-hmm. talking about right now, the investing and everything, mm-hmm. and, and the motivation. You mentioned Tony Robbins already, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like those are influences too. And yeah, everything. for sure. Like, that was going to be my next question for to sure. you. It's like, who's inspiring? Who are you looking to? As some people might be scrolling their timeline, checking to see what yeah. you do, <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, man. Um, so, like, my, my biggest secret, like I said, and that this what goes into my influence is, like, you know, it's about always, the reason why I could get on a, on a, I did webinars and I give away information because I know, you know, I'm a believer in God. So it's like, um, I know that if you give, you know, willingly without, without, we're getting, not expecting something in return. And even giving to people that you know, they can't give it back to you. That's what really giving is. When you could give to someone and you know that this person has no, the ability to give it back to you, but you still willingly give it to them. Um, that's when you blessed, you know? So I, I, I would just give you a, a, my dream is I could walk into like a restaurant, any restaurant I want and just pay for everybody that's in the building and won't even tell them that I did it. That's you know, I will walk out and just just know I did something good. Like that's the type of life that I that I'm leading and I'm getting towards is because like I know that my secret sauce is me giving and when I give, God always brings something crazy back to me. You know, so it's like a it's like a selfish thing because I'm giving I mean, like you, you know give, you feel better about yourself. Absolutely. So, so it's it's so gratifying. <laughs> um Jim Rohn said, Well, if you help enough people get what they want, you can have everything that's you want. True. And so you say that's that gives into my my influences. Like you know, I listen to a lot of Jim Rohn, personal development. I'm big on personal development. I listen to personal development every morning. Some type of audio, fifteen minutes of audio, and you know, ten pages a day of some type of book. Right. That's just like my thing. Like I'm gonna get my ten pages in, or I'm getting fifteen minutes of some type of you know, prefer, uh, personal development. But Jim Rohn, you know, Tony Robbins, uh, Lewis Howes. Um, a lot of these dudes uh, that I that I really really kind of kind of listen to. A lot of people that's in my industry, this holding bugs. Um, he's he's big. To I listen to a lot of a lot, a lot of information that he put out. Um, I read a lot of books. You know, Robert Kiyosaki books. You know, um, right now reading uh, as a man thinketh. That's a that's a book. That's a I think James Allen, I believe, is the author. Um, it's, it's real spiritual about like you know how your mind plays a part. It's, it's aligned with that think and grow rich, but not on the money side of things. Right. It's just really just spirit, you know, the spiritual aspect of like you know the power of you thinking about you and who you are right. and where that gets you. Um, so my dad is probably my biggest influencer. Um, you know, he's always a hundred all the way. You know, taught me a lot of taught me a lot about the streets. He he told me like, look, if you have street smarts, he had no book smarts. My dad never started a business. Never mm -hmm. probably never had a job that he made you know seventy thousand dollars in a year. Never, you know. So I don't want people to think you know that I come from this business background. My parents never owned businesses. They never right. started businesses. They never even thought about starting a business until I got grown and told them, like, mom, we need we to do, do something. And, I, and, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, your parents, like, my mom, for me, seemed like she real creative. Yeah. But like she's been working the same job since she was 16 yeah. years old. Yeah, And it's like, I would see her start doing, like, photography, and, and low-key, I got a camera, start taking pictures, like, oh, my mom used to do that, so yeah. I didn't do that. Yeah, and You see, like, her doing other shit, it's like, man, like, Maybe if I try this stand up thing, this comedy or this podcasting thing, yeah. like maybe I, I do have something in me. For sure. So, you know, is that something that you recognize from family too? For sure. It's like, um, my hustle comes from my mom. My mom, one thousand percent, is probably the biggest hustler I know. She ain't never owned a business, but that lady could could legit she's a hard worker. Mm -hmm. Um, 
hard work, you know, a very, like, she's real cool with people, could talk to anybody, you you know, could negotiate anything, you know, like, and she's just doing that for the fam, you know, so, like, those are, like, my my upbringing, my dad was very, uh, very cool dude, like, you know, you meet him, he's real cool, real lax, chill, laid back, um, but he's very observant of everything, Mm -hmm. Uh, he watches people, you know, he's a real good detective of people, you know, and like good guys and bad guys. Right, and you right. don't got to really say too much for him to know Figure if you, you know, where you at. You know, he taught me those traits. Um, he's from the south side of the city, you know, from the hood. And he taught me like if you could, he taught me about the streets. I didn't have to be in the streets to learn the streets. Real. He you taught me about the streets. Yeah. Experiences, mistakes, whatever you want to call it. The <laughs> solution is, I ain't doing that yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He taught me about the streets and he said, if you have street smarts and book smarts and nobody can stop you, you know, because you could use whatever you learn from the streets in the books or in business and it's going to work the same. Sports, same thing. If you sports, book smarts, street smarts, you unstoppable. Yeah. You know, we, you know, as black black men and our black kids, black women that grew up in, you know, the cities and play sports and you smart, like you're unstoppable. There's nothing that the boardroom bosses could say something to you and that you ain't never seen before. You deal with life and death every day growing mm-hmm. up as a kid. Like I think they, they talk about like tenacity and yeah. facing adversity and stuff like that. Like tenacity, like like that's a that's a that's not a talent where we from. That's a trait. Yeah. Like you just you innately are born with that or you develop that trait somewhere yeah. along the way. And it's yeah. not it's not untapped potential to me. It's just like it's just talent it's it's, sure. it's it's a lot of people who come from different circumstances that have to deal with different things i just wish that we would take advantage of putting those people in the right position absolutely to achieve different things but i definitely agree with you on that man. yeah so we talked about family influences i got shot i got a shout out i can't i'll be bogus if i shout out uh Puffy is an influence really? <laughs> I, mean, I mean like greg, watch greg, greg cardone yeah. that's another one jay-z you know, I had to. I can't let this go in the, into the world without them that's knowing real, that I watched them. That's who influenced me. Like man, like man, they some assholes. Like yeah. no, they're not assholes. You just do the shit the way that they said do it, or yeah. the way that we've been doing. Like yeah. why would you switch some shit? Up? Absolutely. Like why would you? I'm not being an asshole. We, nah. We've already achieved success by doing it this way. Why would we change the formula? It's the blueprint. Why would we change that? Yeah. Why yeah, would we it's do the it? Don't get mad at me because nah. I'm calling you on it. Right. But um. Like I said, the influences, family, I mean, like, what's the end game other than just the wealth? Because I think you touched on that mm-hmm. earlier, but um, the end game is like I want, I want. I was just, I was just talking to my my lady about this. I was, I said, like, look, I want to be like a a, a picture of hope for anybody, right? Like, mm-hmm. I wanted people to know that I I ha- I didn't have. Um, you know, I didn't have like a rich uncle. I didn't have nobody that taught me the game. You know, I, I kind of everything like you know my whole brand is around made, right? Mm-hmm. It's called made, and made is stands for make all dreams exist, right? Did um, not know that. I you, see you, bro. That's yeah, yeah, like. that's what it, that's what it stands for. So anytime I'm put something on the, out in the world, I put made behind it. And it stands make all dreams exist, and I believe because we all are. That's what we're doing. We're trying to make our dreams exist every day. Um, and I didn't have, you know, nobody that taught me how to do it, though. You know, everything that I've learned is because I wanted to learn it. Every Everything that I am is because I wanted to be it. Um, mm. And 
if I were to let my influences or if I let my surroundings get to me, yeah, I'll be a lot different. But I just wanted to be, you know, my end game is to to really show every, like, it's okay to want money mm-hmm. for anybody. Like, it's okay to want money. But I want to, my, my whole thing is, like, I want to be an image of hope for, like, a young young kid that lives anywhere that's like, yo, I don't have a lot or I didn't, you know, I don't know a lot, but I could learn. If you got if you got the capacity to be able to learn, uh, I'm trying to be a role model for you. Even if nobody around you is doing anything that you want to do, um, I want to show you that you can do it just by going out there and wanting it. Nothing can be taken from you if you want to go get it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what I mean, nobody can stop you if you want to go get it. So I want to be you know a picture of hope for people. Like look, I could do it. You could do it too. You know, you could do it better than me. You probably smarter than I was. You probably got more. You got to focus in on what your strengths are and then over-index on them and, you know, take that thing next level. The only thing that kind of stops us is, like, we be lazy. This generation is so lazy. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's lazy. It's, or it's, it's like, Everything chill. is so instant. Yeah. Everything is, we don't want to put that work in. You see everybody doing these different things, but it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's yeah. like, did you start? Yeah. Like some of my homies be like, man, I want to do stand up too. I was like, when you get a notebook and you got like one notebook full, come on, let me. Yeah. I want to do sketches and I said, write some shit. Come on, let me. Yeah. It's it's so it's it goes back to like learning from the past. I'm a history. I love history. Um, I read a lot of history just to know what the hell went on Mm -hmm. before I was here. Like you know, I mean, just all history, American history, Africa. You know, black history, white history, Mexicans, everybody get a little bit of read from me. You know, I want to learn about everything, what's going on, uh, because it shaped it. It shaped everything that we see around us, right? So it's like, yo, if I could have that industrial work ethic. And bring it. That's real. I I never thought about that. I get what you said. And put it into the technology that we have today. Age, right? We unstoppable. Unstoppable. Like, if you could take that. That when they was in them steel mills, <laughs> punching the clock. The kids was working in the steel it, mills. Man, bro, when the, <laughs> and the, the horn was going off for lunch, it's lunch time. Yeah. Eight like, years old, working like, overtime. <laughs> but if you could, like, look, if you could put that same type of mentality and hustle and grind, there's, not, there's nothing that you can't. If you could put that with what we, we're so privileged and blessed. I, I be looking at high school kids and I'm like, y'all, y'all so blessed. Y'all got way better than we Y'all do. so blessed. Like, you could go on YouTube right now and make 100000 But we, I feel like, <laughs> but that's something you don't know. People don't know that. Man, like, I, and I, I've preached that so much. I'm like, yo, go, you, you could go get rich right now. Go learn something. We got Amazon. We got all this e-commerce around us. You can go pick a lane and go 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 crazy in the lane and learn it straight from YouTube. Real. I actually, I think I get backlash when I put that shit on Twitter like a couple of years back. I was going in, man, just like, man, it's so easy. Like, you don't even, it's like, some people don't even have to know how, don't even have to have a degree and all this shit to be like, let me look up something on YouTube, learn how to do it. And learn and it. perfect it. And go get it. And go get a book. Just do and it over it. and over and over and over And go, again. and go, it's, it's, and that's so, it's so, the thing is that it's, it's, we take for granted. Like, I, and I, and me too, myself, and, you know, I'm not, you know, excuse from none of this stuff right. I talk no about. Right. <laughs> you know, hold me accountable. I take I take for granted Instagram. I take for granted social media. I take for granted YouTube. I take these things, these vehicles that connects people all around the world. 
I take them for granted, man. And I and I've been trying. I'm trying not to. I'm being more consistent and more, you know, about the content and the things that I put out and connecting with people. But I take it for granted myself. And it's like, yo, let's not let's not take these things for granted. Um, yeah. These are blessings. If you use it in a sense of like getting over your like whatever your not like your fear is of whatever like people thinking about you or like for, even for yourself, you just went live and just started doing fucking comedy. Every day, at, on every Thursday night at seven o'clock p.m. That's true. Like what? It's like a start. It's but it's like I I'm looking for. It's like yo, you could. We got that opportunity that you could. However many followers you got, or how many people that's tuned in to you, it's like yo, they could really lock in to you. Right. It may start with one person. I mean, but you like, show up every day, it, it becomes a you know, it's crazy. That's the whole thing, G, with like the podcaster thing. And I had this idea in my head for starting off. When I started doing it uh, for the culture and everything, and I was like, man, you know what? Maybe I'm going in a different direction, but I want to do something on my own, if that's what it is. But you start a podcast, there are 7 billion people in the entire mm-hmm. world, right? How many of them have iPhones? Mm-hmm. If I post my podcast on the iPhone mm-hmm. app, which, I mean, on the, on the iPhone podcast app, yeah. which is on every Phone. single iPhone that comes got, off the assembly line. I listen to podcasts line. every day. It comes off the assembly line. How many people am I reaching? If it, like you said, if it just starts with one person, like, hey man, you see what they doing over there on that? Yeah. You see what he doing over there on that? It's Absolutely. Like, my dream is with this is like to become not only influential and inspiring, but a tastemaker. I want to mm-hmm. be the one to co-sign an artist, maybe out like, man, you want on that podcast, man? I don't really know, you know, yeah, like, you yeah, know what I'm saying, yeah. like, just to, but to have that vision and that thought process. And that's what you. Like you said, I'm already, I'm thinking 100 years ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I want my kids, kids, kids to have For one. sure. But so many people hear that idea, but they don't believe that mm-hmm. they can do that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say that fear and what people go think about you, bro, say this on every single episode. I remember being a chubby little 11-year-old kid mm-hmm. going to the pool. Mm-hmm. And people making fun of me. And it's like, you fat? All right, whatever. Okay. What's more important for you right now? Mm-hmm. Enjoying having a good time right, right now, or right. worried about what somebody gonna say about Absolutely. you that they already saying about you, whether you was at the pool or, or not. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sure, shit like for that, sure. man. So I mean, we are in this A and age where everything is instant. Everybody's always judging or whatever. Yeah. So it's like we compare and we compare ourselves to different I, people. I too cannot. Much. I don't know how to do it. It scares me that I. That's what scares me the most. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to be like, man. Like I said, I see you on social media. It's like, man, Steve, you got this. It's like, mm-hmm. why I can't? Like, I, I can have that thought, but I don't yeah. mean it. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> like, for sure. I, I care less about that. I care more about giving you a platform to explain what you're doing. Yeah. To educate people and inform them on the shit that you just, out of your own mouth, you said. For people sure. People just don't know. Yeah. They absolutely. don't know about this shit like that. But you're right. It's easier for us to sit back and look at other people do shit and then talk down on them. Yeah. And comparison, man, is a killer. You know, I've I've learned not to even I tend this may not be good or I don't know, but I don't even watch like I don't even look at other people that's in my lane. Um, I don't look at look at them, you know, unless I unless I, uh, you know, admire what they do, yeah. you know, and I I respect everybody, you know, it's anybody that's winning, I respect them and I you know definitely, but I'm not in all of anybody, you know, I'm not mm. like I'm not you. I'm not, you're not a god to me. I don't care. You know, you a man. Everybody's men, women, everybody. It's like, look, um, at the end of the day, it's 
you know, only difference is maybe you put a couple more hours in, really? you know, than me. You know, you got a little bit more time over me, but and I don't want anybody. You know, it's it's like listen, you know, what's 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 capable for one man, you know, it's capable for so another. If Any you day believe in yourself, absolutely. Any if day of the week, you can do that. Absolutely, and if you want to, if you want to go get it, like that man, like you know what I mean, like he went to go, he got. And I, anybody that got anything, I always say it's earned. You earn something, bro. You you appreciate it more too. So <laughs> you, much more. You appreciate it. And go ahead. Yeah, it's and how I look at. Um, I just put this post up on IG. How I look at like the materials. Is there like uh, this is my new thing? Like anything materialistic that I buy, it's a it's a milestone. It's gonna be a representation of something, mm. right? So I, I got right now. I'm I'm going out the sky dweller, like you know, the Rolex. I'm going after it, right? Like, but it's gonna be when I get it, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna represent everything that I had to do to be able to have the money to go get it. Like it's gonna be like yo, now that I could go get this is because of. These the levels that I had to face the, the breakthroughs that, I had to make. The diver- it's not it's never gonna be about the watch. It's gonna be just a reminder of to, when I ever check my wrist. It's gonna be a reminder of like, look, dude, this is what you had to. You know, you went through this to this and this and this and this to get it. Right. You know, so I I've, I challenge people all the time. Like, if, you know, if you like materials, if you like things, if you want nice things, and you like nice things, then make those things goals or make them. Uh, Make them have some type of representation because I'm meaning behind. Yeah, because at the end of the day, once you have it, eventually it's the feeling that it's gonna fade off. It's not gonna be new no more. Like any yeah. anything, if you got a Ferrari, if you got anything, it's eventually gonna be like, all right, it's just a car, you know. But if you in your mind, if I could tell my mind, like every time I pop in my Ferrari, like yo, I put a two thousand, three thousand hours, <laughs> five thousand hours, a million hours. Or you talking about this. products and stuff like this product that I put out. Exactly. This tape, this to help this. me get there, bro. Like you don't know the struggle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't know the struggle. Uh it's crazy, but yeah. But just to we, we, we on the tail end of this day, man, but um what I do is I started this a couple episodes ago and I asked people where they rank on the Kanye confidence level. Oh. Now, I'm secretly and openly a Kanye stead. It's just okay. like, man, like, that's the epitome of what I think, like, the yeah. South Side should be. But, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. it's good and it's bad. You yeah. see what I'm saying? And I think he embodies all that. But yeah. we, we do the levels from college dropout to life of Pablo. Right now, with what you're doing, where would you put yourself? Woo! That's tough. I, I can't. I may not even be. I'm still honestly. If I, if you want me to answer this, honestly, it's possible. In the, in the locked in the room, I, bro, making five beats a day for yeah, five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I haven't got there. Yet. I'm. I am still. I'm still the the weird kid with, the, real. with the bag real. that people That's don't know. Real. Like I'm still. I remember Kanye was telling a story um, about how J and M wouldn't even give him tickets to the Hard Knock Life concert. You know what I mean? Like he's making beats, but they wouldn't even let him get in the concert. Like I, I feel like I'm still there. Like I'm, I'm still in that. Uh, I ain't made the first album yet. I can't. Mm. I my like you know. I'm still trying to get. Honestly, I'm still trying to get believers. That's real. You feel me? Like I'm still like I, I got the belief in myself. myself. I know where I'm going. I know, I know exactly who I am and where I'm going and why I'm taking this thing. You know, and I know like you know, but I, I'm. I'm not there. 
I'm not amongst the conversations with the people that I want to be. be with. You know what I mean? My circle, I can't, I don't got Ty Lopez number in my phone oh, yet. That's real. <laughs> I mean, but like, if you, that's real. You're applying it to yourself. It's yeah. Like, that self awareness, though, that's that's appreciated because yeah. most people are like, oh, nigga, I'm life yeah, of Pablo. Nah, nah. I'm, <laughs> I'm father, stretch my hand. Nigga. Look, look, <laughs> like, right. They got, the guy, they got the Kim Kardashian in there, two kids and all, huh? two, three kilos. No, that's I mean, real. I'm still, I'm so still. Uh, in those beginning stages, mm. you know, and it's it's a it's a beautiful thing, and I, I got and people would people would look at me and say like different things like oh you good you're doing good like, uh, and I believe I don't do enough uh, compared to who, like really like any anything that I say is when anybody say like you I had a conversation with a kid to uh, yesterday, he's like yeah I get I get pretty good grades I'm like compared to who, who are you comparing yourself to? You comparing yourself to like are you top five in the school? Yeah. Or are you comparing yourself to the bottom five? Like you could be good, you know, you could be the tallest midget. <laughs> She's like you, like who you compare? And that and that's how I look at myself, like compared to who? Right? Like who am I comparing my I'm good compared to what? Mm-hmm. You know, to people that's not even trying? Yeah. Maybe. I may be something to people that's not working. Or I may be something that's people that are just going about their everyday life, but that's not the. Uh, I'm not trying to compare myself to that. I'm not trying to be in that conversation. You know, when I'm when I'm in the conversation of like true influence, like yo, this dude is helping everybody. I want to get you know the reason why I, you know got in the industry that I'm in now too is because I truly believe. In the industry, and I truly believe that you could change a person's life right. from nothing to something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like it's not enough black people that's taking advantage of the opportunity to, you know, have their own business for, you know, nothing, almost a little bit of nothing, a little but bit you, of small you investment. Hold accountable, man. Absolutely. And the thing is, though, um, it's like they just waiting on. I feel people always are waiting, like like in the hood, right? The reason why dope Dylan and you know all that type of stuff was so, I guess, so easy for people to do now. It's like cracking cars and all that. I still ride around the hood and figure out what's the new thing people doing. Mm-hmm. I just want to know, like, what y'all doing now? Like, <laughs> like what's the, what's the thing y'all got what's getting the new money? Hustle, right? Well, how y'all getting money these days? But it's so. Uh, accept it is because of the outcome. Mm. It's because of what they get from it. And if we knew better, we'd do better. True. And I and I just believe like yo that people do wrong. Like we like people sell dope or do illegal things and they sacrifice their life and their freedom. You know the two most important things that you have. You know just to just to look nice, just to dress nice, just to eat, just to feed your family. And I feel like if I show you another way, if I be that, if I go out there and I and I'm the lone soldier by myself, and I and I and I come and I go into the battle and I show you that you could really fight this battle and I come mm-hmm. back with all of the with it, I went over there, victory. yeah, <laughs> I brought all the food back for all of us. It's like it's like now when I come back, it ain't that bad over there. Right. You could do this too, and then now I'm coming back with ten more soldiers and I'm showing them like, look. We could get it this way, mm-hmm. um, and that's how I look at the you know network marketing industry for Black people. It's like, look, y'all could go. We could really go get this. If you go into Asia 
right now, as far as network marketing, it's not if you're in a network marketing company, it's which one are you in? It's not if you're in, it's which one are you in? No matter what, these right. people are are in it. Every profession, no matter what you do, they're doing it because they understand, like, one, streams. We merrily, merrily eating off these streams. Like, you know, Jay tell you, like, we talking streams of income. We not talking, like, working your one job. And it's like, yo, I know what I could get from it. And anybody could do it. Anybody. That was my biggest thing with real estate is that, like, man, uh, people would get so, they ask me all the time, how did you do it? Like, but then they would get so discouraged when I told them. <laughs> like they would get, but it's so much, so many different <laughs> variables into it, bro. Like people, like oh, my credit this, my credit yeah. that. It's like, month, like it's like taking the negative aspect of a situation. Most people do that. Most people do that too, man. It's like okay, well, they already know your credit fucked up, so they'll give you the loan because they don't think you can be able to pay. But if you really be disciplined about this situation, get it right. you do it the right way. Like you, you, you stick to Steve's formula, yeah. or whatever. Put in the hard work that you're doing. Yeah. Like you can really be successful. at it. Learn the skills. Go get the go get, and even like in real estate, if you don't have no money, go learn. Go learn. Somebody got how money. To invest or get. Learn how to talk. Learn how to speak. Learn how to people. Learn how to sell somebody. Learn first. Learn how to sell yourself to somebody. Before I had money, I had to learn. I had to learn the industry. I had to know what I was talking about, so I could go to somebody with money and sound like I know what I'm I'm talking talking about. about. Like they may not know nothing, but they like, damn, you know a lot about this. You're passionate. I give you the money. That's another thing. (laughs) I just had this conversation with my little sister about selling yourself and the idea of you to other people. Mm That's nothing but sitting in a room with a coach recruiting you. Coach, yeah, I know this offense. I know exactly. this defense. I know exactly. this. I know that. It's like, oh, man, this kid. He got a good football mind or whatever, all that shit that they say. Absolutely. But um, just to wrap everything up, yeah. let's throw this again from Arian Foster. Arian, you are the man. I fuck with you. <laughs> After every episode, he asks the guest to ask Jim Carrey to come on his show. Mm. I'm asking everyone to ask Kanye West to let me do an interview with yeah, him. Yeah, man. Please, yay. <laughs> yay. It's, this is Southside's very own over here, man. <laughs> we, when you come on the show, yay, like, you're, you're coming. Come on. We need Kanye on the show. And when you come, man, we got to get some Harold's Chicken. That would be dope. From, from 87th Street, though. Man, 83rd Ashland is the best one. That's okay, the one I grew okay. up on. Actually, I think it shouldn't be the best one. Like, which Harold's did you grow up on? Right, right, right. <laughs> Right, we gonna say eighty seventh and uh and the Dan Ryan. Right, we're gonna, right. We're gonna grab that hills right there. I gotta come back. I just want to be in the room. I ain't gonna say nothing. I ain't gonna say a thing. I just want to be in the room where Ye come in here with with his with his hairs chicken. You know, rich niggas still eat catfish, whatever no, it is. <laughs> like just have a conversation. Man. It's it's gonna be that's gonna be love, but definitely Ye. Come on, come on. My man, it's, just, it's gonna be a great show. I appreciate the time, bro. Thanks <laughs> no for doubt. you know giving this is me great, the opportunity man. to sit down with you. Dog. This is great, man. I appreciate it as well. Um, Plug all your uh, social media for sure. Stuff. Just follow me everywhere. Just my name, just who I am. Steve Dunlap Jr. Always respect to the pops. So Steve Dunlap Dunlap D U N L A P J R. You can find me anywhere: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uptown, downtown, Switzerland, YouTube. Uh, this, this, this is the smoothest episode. This is, <laughs> this is what I was going for, too. It sure was about to be the Lakeshore Drive, a podcast look, look, right look, now. Look, so look. From, I'm talking from 63rd, all, yeah. 64 all the way down to uh, Evanston, bro. That's how we, that's <laughs> that's how we do it. it. Just, just ride this, this one out. the smoothest. <laughs> just ride it out, baby. Appreciate it, bro. <laughs>
Well, that's this week's episode, guys. Appreciate you checking it out. If you want to find Steve, you can find him on Instagram at Steve Dunlap Jr. I know he has the webinars going on. He's he's all about spreading the word and the knowledge on real estate and real estate investing and everything like that. Um, I appreciate you guys checking out the show. Thanks for tuning in last week. I hope you guys um, are really appreciating the content that we put out. The content, the content that we putting out. You know, it's a big thing. But um, I also want to let you know that I will be performing at Matilda's in Chicago, Illinois on April 20th. Come out and check out the show so you guys can see what I do on stage. Also, don't forget to subscribe and review. We are available on iTunes, and we're also available on SoundCloud as well. Basically, guys, keep checking out the show. We appreciate the support, and um, I'll see you guys next week. Remember, it's your world. I'm out.